welcome to episode 29 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Now, I had promised everybody that uh, in order to avoid long gaps between episodes, we're going to start doing some uh, roundtable episodes. I was hoping to get this first one done sometime in February, but that didn't work out. Here we are in March, but fuck it. We're here with the first roundtable. I have with me today Casey O'Dell, who I have known for 16 years and currently have two children with. And uh, say hi, Casey. Hi. And also Chris O'Mealy, who I, I, I don't have a number in my head of how long we've known each other, but it's been since middle school when we were both uh, big fans of Pokemon. How are you doing, 20, Chris? 21 years, if you'd like the number. All right, damn. 21 years. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> So I was thinking before we start with the with the sort of topic that I picked for today, which was uh, how people, uh, specifically, you know, you guys, because you're, you're the ones on the show, how you discover new music in 2019, and also what new and upcoming releases you're looking forward to. I feel like this is a this is a topic that we can uh, reuse a couple of different times with different uh, people, different points in the year. But before we get into that, I just wanted to. Uh, you know, maybe have you guys get the the audience get, get to get to know you. Tell tell everybody a little bit about yourselves and what you do and your uh, how you feel about music. You know, what, whatever. Just uh, you know, who are you? I don't know who I am. <laughs> All right then. I I am the uh, moderator and founder of the Club Kayfabe Creative Community, which happily hosts J Bunny's Music Hub and has been since it, the inception of the community. Uh, J Bunny's Music Hub is our only themed podcast about music. I don't know if that's ever going to change, actually, because every time anybody pitches a show to me, it's more wrestling stuff. And I'm sorry, but I have more than enough wrestling podcasts right now. You got to bring something different to the table now. But music is definitely one of them. I have listened to most of your episodes, not all of them, but most and uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy music, which is why I'm here, clearly. Uh, but other than, other than the, the, the stupid obviousness of, yes, I like wrestling and movies and stuff like that, um, I actually brought up a blog that I wrote. Yeah, oh, my God. I wrote it New Year's Eve in 2017, which oh, wow. feels like so long ago. But in reality, it's like only a year and change ago. <laughs> Right, right. But it feels so long ago to see that. And apparently I last updated it in April. Apparently. I have no idea how I run this. Um, my music background was mostly influenced by my sister. She is five years older than me and was never one of those girls who listened to all of the... Uh, what, what do you want to say? She never listened to the the stereotypical girl music that you would expect from. You know, like you no, know, so no boy bands, no new kids on the block, or anything no, like none of that stuff. Um, she listened to Beastie Boys and Metallica and Foo Fighters, and to try to help influence my music taste, she would make me mixtapes. Hey guys, remember mixtapes? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> and she would make me these cassette tapes and they would have all kinds of mixed stuff on it. And I would listen to stuff that I really liked. Like there were at least four Metallica songs on there. In fact, uh, I could tell you exactly which songs they were. The, they were Enter Sandman, Fuel, No Leaf Clover, 
Nothing else matters. Oh, there was a fifth one for whom the bell tolls. Okay. So no, those were. That was my introduction to Metallica were those five songs. Now, of course, from there, you start to branch out and you're like, hey, I want to listen to this stuff. And my music influence is very much hard rock, also branching into both alternative as well as metal. And uh, while I do, I can admit I can find something in every music genre I enjoy when it goes to to tell you my top five favorite bands in this genre are Disturbed, Linkin Park, Hailstorm, Metallica, and Shinedown. So I've, I've seen all of those bands, you, and, and yes. like most of them. So we won't that fault should, you on one. That, that should give you an idea of where my music taste is. Also, uh, Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen are gods. Well, yeah, I mean, we're all from Jersey, although I think Casey disagrees with the, with the Bon Jovi. Well, that's fine. But, she just told me I was wrong, so I can tell her she's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> also, happy birthday, John Bon Jovi. Yes, happy birthday, John Bon Jovi. Happy birthday, Ring of Honor. But that was a different podcast that I already recorded. Yeah, yeah, you guys did that earlier today, right? <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the basic taste of music. I would guess Casey is probably similar to you because you guys probably have gone to a ton of concerts together. Uh, let's not go there. Well, I mean, we do have similar to, but what, here, so here's what's funny, and, and we'll let Casey chime in in, in just a second, is that we do have a lot of stuff in common, but there is also stuff that I like that she doesn't, and there's a lot of stuff that she likes that... I don't to the point that I have I have uh, started to cla- and 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 I, I say it jokingly, but I, I have started to classify the stuff that she likes that I don't as crappy Casey music or I tell the kids like oh that's your mom's shit I don't I don't like that you know oh but, but we, yeah but we do have a lot of stuff in common we have been to a lot of shows together I mean one uh, that I can think of that we a show that we went to together that she didn't actually care for was when we went to see Volbeat. And you yes. had and you had said, well, that you know, that was too much Volbeat at once. Yes, <laughs> I didn't know there was a such thing as that, but okay. <laughs> so, hey, you want to you want to play the strong opinionated thing and call call everything she listens to that you don't like crap? Then I'm gonna play that card too. <laughs> <laughs> there is no such thing as too much Volbeat in a row. Well, um, okay, so me now, <sighs> um. Musically, I've grown up with all of the classic rock bands that you can think of. Uh, Grateful Dead, um, Mm -hmm. The Who, Eagles. Classic. Pink Floyd. Can't forget Pink Floyd because God knows when my godfather plays comfortably numb on the guitar, I melt down and cry. Um, Aw, that's adorable. It is. Um, and from there, it kind of ventured into stuff that my mom would listen to, which kind of makes me shudder. Um, but that brought in, um, Erasure and all the good 80s bands. And then just from being able to drive by myself and listen to the radio, it turned into not the popular, popular music, because I was always listening to uh, K-Rock instead of Z100. Because they had the better music. Rest in peace, music. K-Rock. It kind of came back. Not to the definition that you would put it as. But I still listen to it. Um, and from there, 
I was pretty much hooked on the hard rock phase. And I was like, why have I never heard this stuff before? By the way, 80s rock is amazing, especially if it's cheese rock. <laughs> like the final countdown from Europe. Yeah! Which is like the, the greatest yes! cheese song ever. I can't get, I've never been able to, like, I can understand what people appreciate about that song, but I've never, I don't know why, I've never been able to get into it. Hey, since we're going to talk about discovering new music, you want to know something I actually did discover recently? What's that? I found Godsmack songs I don't hate. That's true, yeah. I, and I, were, I, uh, I, I, like, messaged you about that immediately. I'm like, you're never going to believe this. Because, <laughs> like, their last two hits that they released, I was like, this song's really good. They're like, that was Godsmack. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> so, not being a fan of Godsmack, what did you think when you heard them cover Simon and Garfunkel? Wait. Who covered Godsmack. Simon and Garfunkel? Godsmack didn't cover not that. Not Godsmack. Sorry, covered that, but Godsmack did do a bunch of covers. They had that, yes. that live and inspired. It was a double, uh, double disc. It was a I've live album. I've probably never heard that then. Yeah, it was a live album. Well, speaking of the Disturbs cover of uh, a Sound of Silence, when Which that got totally when that got big, um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, people started reposting this cover that Godsmack had did of Come Together by the Beatles that had been out for years. That was it. It had been out for years, and no one really realized it and then everyone was sort of big on covers when when sound of silence came out and that kind of came out of nowhere um but uh yeah that was a good one but what you 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 kind of left out casey that you you know about the uh you know more your alt rock and your musicals and that kind of stuff yeah because you don't like when i talk about my musicals we're we're here to talk about what you like and how you discover what you like so you don't leave anything out I'll talk well, about. I can talk. Oh man, you want to get me on that topic? On music. Oh, we'll just cut Jason out, and you and me can go on musicals for the whole. Let's cut. Episode. Let's cut the host out and just <laughs> yeah. talk about musicals. Um, musicals. Musicals started because of school. The high school always did the big plays. Not that I was ever involved with them, but I liked watching them. And then I would get interested, and in, then get the soundtrack and. Same thing happened when, you know, I couldn't afford Broadway shows unless it was with school. So every time I would see... Yeah, that's how I got my introduction to Broadway, were field trips. Yeah, exactly. That's how I got to see Rent. And oh my god, Rent was amazing. So was 1776. I think my my favorite song from Rent is uh, Everybody Has AIDS. That's probably the best song. That's rent, right? Confusing your (laughs) musical there, Speedy. Everyone Uh, has a... Mike, you have a new cue, to be honest. No, but there was a... What was that? Was that Family Guy? Team America World Police. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Team America. Oh, because I know... yeah! I know Avenue Q spoofs on a lot of plays. Avenue Q is my second favorite play I've ever seen in my life. It was beyond brilliant and hysterical, but also, like, super true to life and kind of emotional, too. Because I'm like, I, I came here to see puppets singing about internet first for porn. Why am I having an emotional reaction yeah, that's right the only now? Because I never saw that. That's the only thing that I'm familiar with about that show. That and that I heard that it either ended recently or is ending soon. Ending soon, I think. As is Anastasia. That just came out too. And now it's on its last couple of weeks. Hmm. Which no. makes me cry because I wanted to go see that one too. I've seen Phantom multiple times and it's... I hate you so much right now. It's is that one that's eluded you? That is. My mom got to see it because my uncle took her to 
took all of his siblings um, to see it. And she loved it, and she told me about it. I was like, I hate you. Um, and then when the movie came out with uh, Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum, I scrambled for the soundtrack. I made sure I had the movie. I, I was like, Hey, Fiona was in that movie? What? I said Fiona was in that movie? Yes, Emmy and I Rossum. told you that. Okay. And you still said you didn't want to watch it. Uh, I, I don't recall saying I didn't want to watch it. I think that my response to any time anybody brings up Phantom is, I went uh-huh. to see that with I went to see that with school and fell asleep and never saw the whole thing. Nice. All right. So let me ask you this: Have you seen Wicked? No, that's another okay. one. Tom I, was, I was hoping I, I was hoping that you had seen that, so then I you would feel better because I've never seen it, but now I can't turn that around. <laughs> Yeah, no. But I've read the book. The, um, from what I can gather from the story, from the musical, from the book, uh, as always, the book was better, as were the sequels. Um, but now I believe that they're making a movie out of it. I have heard that, yeah. They're, they're doing with everything now, too. Which I think, I think in general, the book is always better, except for Lord of the Rings, which is the one case I can actually honestly say that I prefer the movies. Mm-hmm. And that's the case with seven Harry Potter books, by the way. I have nothing against the movies, but every one of them falls short to the book they were based on. Except yes. for Cham- Chamber of Secrets, in which case they've all sucked. Yeah, well. Sorry, sorry if you like that one. No, actually, uh, my favorite Harry Potter book was The Half-Blood Prince. Because you got to... And the movie was terrible! But the soundtrack Yeah, was... yeah, the movie did not hold up to the book. But that was where you got most of... Snape's background, and that was where you, you learned why he made the decision. I, I love how this went and from music. Yeah, I was gonna say, now we're talking about Harry Potter, which I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in at all, and only saw them the first five because you made me. And then well, after we a, saw, this after is a Jason the... Shin podcast. The <laughs> tangents are inevitable. That's exactly. true. That's true. But it's yeah, only I only... fair that we get one. Uh, that's exactly. that's true. That's true. But yeah, I only ever if we're gonna go there and we're gonna go full Jason Shin. We saw the first Never five. Never go full so... Jason Shin. We saw the we saw the fifth one at the drive-in, then banged at the drive-in afterwards and missed the beginning of that Robin Williams movie, License to Wed. Yes, God. yes, <laughs> I will. Story. Yeah, yeah, but no, that was how we got the backstory on one of my favorite characters, and you knew why he was doing what he did. So yeah, sure. uh, love him or hate him, Snape was one of those characters where he was so ambiguous that you just. You had to love him, whether he was right, wrong, and different. You liked him for him owning up to loving this person who never loved him back. By the way, uh, I, I actually tried to transition this to talk about the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, but I appreciate your Harry Potter uh, rant. Uh, Lord <laughs> of the, I wanted to talk of uh, that's another thing that I'm a huge fan of our movie soundtracks and scores. Yes, and Lord of the Rings is one of the best, like top to bottom, one of the best. Um, God, what's his name? Uh, Howard Shore. And he's he's not a composer I was very familiar with beforehand, but then after Lord of the Rings came out, I was like, I need to see everything this guy's ever done and listen to it. I mean, he's not John Williams. No one's ever going to be John Williams. Oh, hell no. Because John Williams has done everything. Everything. I know that uh, 
you guys know you guys both know Craig. Uh, he you know he does his uh, his electronic music lately in his basement, and I don't know from which movie or from which soundtrack, but he did you know because he's doing all of this like 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 goth electronic music. He's doing a lot of uh, you know keyboards, a lot of sampling, and he had sampled something from one of the Lord of the Rings soundtracks and put it into his one keyboard, and so now it's like this sort of it sounds like a. a High, uh, higher pitched female operatic vocal or something, and 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 then because he's got it plugged into the key, like into the keyboard, you know he can change the pitch and change the notes of that stuff. It sounds pretty cool. Do you ever hear uh, somebody took the Imperial March and put it in major key instead of minor key? So it's called Vader's Redemption, and it sounds like triumphant music. I think I heard yeah. a, I heard about we'll that. I, I didn't that. hear it. My friend uh, my friend Rich the other day. Now we're talking about Star Wars uh, music. We we went to go see Disturbed last week in Madison Square Garden. It was fan fucking tastic. Yeah, number one bucket list band. And uh, after we came back from the show, he said to me, he's like, "You ever you ever hear these songs?" And I don't remember what like the video series was called, but it was basically somebody. It was like a bad lip reading thing, and they put they it was a bad lip reading of Star Wars, and they turned it into these fucking weird there was this song where like yoda rapped it was the weirdest fucking thing but it was hilarious i don't know has anybody seen the um i think it's college humor that did it but somebody parodied shallow with uh kylo ren and ray (laughs) no i'm not familiar with that find it watch it it was pretty hilarious Although the song is supposed to be sad, I think, but whatever. Well, that doesn't always work out. But so, uh, you know, so I kind of want to get to not not to cut you guys off or anything, but I kind of like to to transition into what we're what we're going to be talking about today, which is which is in the year 2019. You know, how is it that you discover new music? Now, Casey had mentioned before that that K Rock or some some form thereof is is back i haven't really had the opportunity i actually i think i did try listening to to it when it first came back and it's not it's not really the same as it used to be and i feel like that's that's sort of a problem in 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 this area now chris you live in in pennsylvania now but you grew up in this area as well there's not you know based out of the like the new york area there's not really any rock stations anymore like you got a lot of people that are that are sort of relying on for their radio Sirius XM if they're a rock fan because there's not really any there's no rock stations or no major like new music rock stations out of New York anymore like you've got classic rock and then you've got you know WRV out of out of Poughkeepsie if you can get it which you can get it down here in Vernon but like sporadically yeah like so I know that for me back Back in the day, there was like when I first started uh, getting out of getting finding my feet in music and getting into my own stuff, you know, after, you know, my parents only exposing us to to like country, pop, like, country and pop music. Mm. Um, I, you know, I can find something in both genres to listen to and enjoy. But let me tell you, those genres are the bottom of the pile. I think the only thing that I might hate worse is like the real bullshit mumble auto-tune gangster oh, rap. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I've all, and yeah. I've only heard that because uh, I, you know, as a, a Sirius XM subscriber, I do listen a lot to the Jason Ellis show. It's one of my favorite shows on there. And they do a thing, uh, they do a segment on their show every so often called Recently Released Music where they'll go and they'll 
pull up like the samples or whatever from iTunes of all these recently, re- uh, and they also do another one called Top of the Charts where they do the same thing where either, either recently released or Top of the Charts, whichever it is, they'll go to iTunes and they'll pull the like the samples that they give you, and then while they're playing them, they'll sort of critique them and whatever. And I I hate that that mumble shit. Like I don't understand. Like and I, you know I on one hand at this point in my life, you know I wanna I wanna just say. You know, you do you, and if you like that, cool. But on the other hand, like, I still can't help but thinking sometimes, what's the fucking point? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? See, we're, we're all at that age now where now when we hear what the kids are listening to, we start shaking our fists and being like, this is terrible. And it's like, I said it would happen. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that you can pull this out. I can't pull out the exact quote from memory, but what was that? That one from The Simpsons with, with Grandpa? Like they're gonna keep changing what's cool, and before you know it, I used to be. I used to be with it. Then they changed what it was, and now what it? What's it? Is weird and terrifying to me. It'll happen to you. <laughs> exactly. Yup. But uh, so but so when I was first coming into music, you know, I was you know in middle school. And all of the other kids at the time were, you know, the first three bands that I had gotten introduced to at the time were uh, that were like the bands that it seemed like everybody was into was Green Day, The Offspring. And then like if you were if you were uh, because not those were like the two main bands. And then if you were a little bit into something a little heavier than then it was Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, it's funny, too, because I remember those all being the bands that were super popular when I started really tuning into the radio, too. That's about the same. It would be about the same time. We are. We're only a year apart in age. So that was not West Milford at all. And so then I went from that and like and and I those were not those were the first bands that I'd gotten exposed to. But that was not the first the first things that I had I had bought, actually. I mean, the first CD I ever received uh, as a gift, because this was still in the time where, you know, it was my parents' music, was that one year for Christmas or my birthday or something, they gave me what was at the time Garth Brooks's newest album. But the first CDs that I had ever bought, because after after going through, you know, the, the Green Day, Offspring, Nine Inch Nails, uh, you know, that was the early 90s you know 94 i think was i when, still uh, like all those bands too oh yeah I mean, oh yeah I, mean, I don't i don't care for for like post american idiot green day but you know i'll still listen to to their older stuff um but you know so so the early to mid 90s so then the next thing that you get around then was was uh like machine head by bush was out and then at the time Metallica had released Load and Reload and I know a lot of people that are that are big Metallica fans it's like oh dude that was your first Metallica that's the worst Metallica and I was like well that was my first what can I say and so the first CDs that I ever bought were Reload by Metallica and I believe I can't remember which Weird Al album it was because that was the other thing was Weird Al I had I'd, I'd gotten into Weird Al through my aunt who was into Weird Al and then also a kid who lived in my neighborhood who was in in, in my grade, uh, Paul Taylor. He was really into uh, was really into Weird Al, and so and I remember I went to <laughs> at the Rockaway Mall, the Wall. I bought oh wow, I bought Reload, and I bought I want to say it was the Weird Al album with Dare to Be Stupid on it. And those Which were would my be first... called Dare to Be Stupid. Oh, was it okay? I I'm I was drawing a blank. I figured that that I was what it was, but it's uh, yeah. I've only so. been awake for like an hour. <laughs> Um, so yes, you work late. Yeah. So, you know, so I go from there to, 
you know, discovering new stuff on the radio. In fact, a lot of people might find this to be strange, but that was how I first discovered Pantera was when Reinventing the Steel came out and Revolution Is My Name was getting played on K-Rock. And that by that point, like 2000, uh, was, wasn't driving yet, was still on the school bus, made mix. I was having this conversation with, uh, with Rich, I think, the other day, was we would make mixtapes and have the bus driver play our mixtapes. And I would always get into an argument with this girl, Nicole, I forget her last name, but I probably shouldn't mention it if I'm going to say something not so nice about her. Uh, <laughs> she always made these mixtapes that were that were rap and hip-hop, and that wasn't really my thing, although I did get into Eminem when he came out and, and uh, ICP and stuff like that. But I was never really a rap guy. And and all and her her tape was all all that stuff and I and that was what soured me and I know Chris you and I had a little I don't we had a thing back in the day where you liked DMX and I basically told you that you were an idiot for liking DMX and it, I might well, just let, let's let's just say this right now when it comes to opinions and you you've always been that guy that if I didn't agree with you you would call me an idiot yep. Well, I, I'm sorry. I've always that. been that. Way. I, I feel like I feel like it's the Libra again, and you. I feel like again in the old age, older age, you know, that's sort of gone away. But that was where my distaste for for DMX came from. Was this well, girl? Can I can I follow through with something about DMX? Ever yeah. since I found out that he beat his dog, I've never listened to any of his stuff. I deleted all of it, and now hate him. So. Oh, see, that's that should it, be along the lines of this whole <laughs> R. Kelly thing. I mean, I I've never liked him the one song i can honestly say i've ever heard from him is that i believe i can fly song because it was on the space jam soundtrack yep which i imagine um... that probably won't be in space jam 2 (laughs) gee you think but (laughs) huh i guess not when everything started coming out with Aaliyah the first time i was like well it's okay i don't like him but then where does the line get drawn of, because this was asked on the Surviving Our Kelly thing, where does it separate of the love for the music and your feelings towards the person who puts the music out? Because we've had R. Kelly with the whole underage girl thing. We've had... Um, oh, the, the, the guy the from, guy uh, from as, I, as I Lay Dying tried to kill his wife. Yeah, or the guy from Lost Profits with Ooh, oh, Lost Profits. I was about to mention yeah, that. Great babies, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I think what it boils down to is it boils down to you as an individual. Can you separate the per the person, and do you want to separate? Is the thing, and I'll give you a perfect yeah, example. I was gonna say and, you guys always have this debate in in Club Kayfabe with Chris Benoit. That's exactly what I was just about to mention. Is for a long time. I couldn't. I didn't want to watch anything with Benoit because of the atrocities he committed. Now, today, in 2019, I can put on a Chris Benoit match and be fine, and I don't even think about what happened because enough time has passed. Uh, DMX, though, like I'll listen to some of his stuff ironically, like when they played X Gun Give It To You on Rick and Morty, and I was kind of bobbing my head to it because I was like, "Yeah, it's awesome." Because the segment was hysterical too. I mean, that was a good. That was a. I do have to say that that song in the trailer for, and I believe it was in the movie too. In in Deadpool, like it was well placed. Yeah, it was in the movie. Um, so that's it, one of those other things. It's it's to me, it boils down to a personal preference, and I honestly wouldn't fault anybody one way or the other. If you're a fan of R. Kelly, and 
you're you're pissed at what he did, but you still want to listen to his music. That's fine. That's on you. And if you feel like, oh, well, I can never hear him the same way again, like, and I don't want to, again, that's fine. That's you. And I can't fault anybody one way or the other because it's your decision. It's not mine. The only way I would get mad about something like that is if I put on an R. Kelly song and you told me I can't listen to it. Then we would have the issue. No, I, I think if that was ever a thing, I would probably just, you know, say, hey, could we possibly skip this song? I don't feel comfortable listening to it. Not telling you you can't ever listen to it at all ever again. And if I'm driving the car, I might respect your wishes or I might tell you to piss off. I'm not sure. It depends on what mood I'm in. All right. So is anybody else finding it ironic that you have used the word piss twice while talking about R. Kelly? I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> oh, and only you would bring that up, Mr. Window. Well, yeah, yeah, this guy once peed. Jason Shin once peed out the window while we were recording an episode of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. That's true. That is a thing. Because he had to pee and he decided to just do it out the window and forgot to mute his microphone. So everybody got to hear that. Yeah, that was that was yep. not my finest moment, but it it it, it is uh, lived on in infamy. We have I feel like I feel like people that are in CK now that don't even know me probably know about that. Well, we yeah, still bring it, so it's not like it's not like it's ever going to go away either. No, So I'll say one thing that's really cool about living in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and having access to radio stations coming out of Harrisburg. Philadelphia, Reading, and even some close by. I think, I don't know if York has any stations. Lancaster is in a very unique location where we can detect a lot of stuff. And Lancaster itself is a, is a very big melting pot. Like, everybody thinks Lancaster is just Amish, Amish. country. And it is. There's And there's a ton of Amish. In fact, I went shopping today, and there were horse and buggies everywhere. But the thing is... Lancaster as a city is a very up-and-coming, thriving, young professional community that is also now number one in the nation for retirement. Hmm. It's actually beaten, it's actually officially beaten out Fort Lauderdale, Florida, or it came in second, but it's like right there. And if we can beat out Florida as a retirement area, then that's saying something. Of course, I think also uh, Lancaster County itself is a very, very religious conservative county, which is popular among that generation. Maybe that has something to do with it. But the young professional community means you get a lot of access to a lot of music. So most of my discoveries now generally start with my radio station of choice, which is 105.7 The X out of Harrisburg. They do the morning show I really enjoy. It's a it's a three it's a three man crew. Well, two men and a woman. It's uh, the DJ's name is Nipsey. I actually don't know his real name. They said it once and I can't even remember. Uh, Earl David Reed, who's a black comedian in the area. He's very funny. He's actually appeared at my job for one of their past events when they had like their their big like annual party that they do. And they brought him in as a comedian. And one of the first things he said was, you got no flavor in this place. Because at the time, I think we only had two black employees. <laughs> He was quick to point that out. And then uh, Jen Shade is the other DJ, and she's like she's like the cool biker chick, and she always goes to the Sturgis Rally in South Dakota every year. But that's where I discover most of my new music, and that's using Godsmack as the example. 
And so you'd be like, here's the latest hit. And then they play it. And I'm like, who is this? And if I either wait to hear if they're going to tell me or I'll pull out the Shazam app, which is the most useful app ever for discovering new music, by the way. Because Ooh, I yes, hear... See, I have that... I, I don't know if I have that on my current phone. I know it, it, it was like installed by default on on a previous phone i don't know that i've ever used it although i'm familiar with what it does and yeah you know i know that they have a whole game show hosted by jamie fox based around like a modern version of name that tune where you have to beat shazam and guessing the song uh which would be awesome i would i would so challenge shazam and trying to guess the song i love stuff like that but i've discovered a lot of music through uh through uh that station alone now, I'm, I'm a subscriber to uh, Spotify Premium, which is where I will generally start to discover other stuff. So I'll give you a perfect yeah. example here. Um, let's take the band Ghost, for example. I love Ghost. Okay, good. Then you, will, then you will appreciate where I'm going with this. So I discovered Ghost on the radio. And I, I kind of dug their sound. And then because everybody spies on you. Which is a which is a thing. You start you start mentioning Ghost out loud to your smartphone, and suddenly Facebook will start bringing up <laughs> like ads about Ghost. So I started looking up more of their stuff, and I'm like, I actually really dig this band. And then you start learning more about them. Oh, they used to be called Ghost BC, and there was an issue there, and their older stuff was heavier, and it was supposed to be better, and they suck now. And I'm like, all right, screw off, fanboys. Let me listen. <laughs> oh, that was me with um, Bring Me the Horizon. Oh yeah, yeah. Which uh which is also a band I discovered in that in that way. Bring me the horizon. Cause again, I, f- I heard them first on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I could I could actually if I can find them on my playlist here, which is sorted alphabetically, but apparently I'm a dum dum who doesn't know how how to find BR on a playlist. <laughs> I can tell you it was a throne was the first song of their song. And I'm like, this is this kicks ass. And then they started playing Happy Song for a little while. I'm like, this kicks ass too. I want to hear other stuff by them. Go on Spotify, hear it. And now my 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 method is always this: discover something, go to Spotify, see if I like it, listen to the album, see if I want to own the album, buy the album. That's my entire sequence now. And the last album I bought was a prequel. Or prequelly, I don't actually know how to pronounce that from Ghost because it has rats and dance macabre on it, which they dance macabre is starting to get into a little bit of that overplay territory, but I still really, really like it. So now I'm just mad that they're not playing rats anymore. See, I've got this weird thing with like I've actually seen Ghost live uh, because you've seen a live Ghost. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Did you almost no, that, that would be me. Oh yeah, no. Casey was watching a bunch of uh, ghost hunter type television shows before we started. Uh, yeah, no. I took our our older son Nick. What was it? Two years ago now. Yeah. Uh, for his birthday, I won tickets off of Facebook to go see. Uh, they were opening for Iron Maiden, and the show was on Nick's birthday, so I took him to the show, and we got to see them. And they were they were good live. I just ha- I had this weird sort of relationship where like, I was aware of the band's image before I was before I'd ever heard any of their music. And 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 looking at the band, you'd expect with with the image they portray, you'd expect them to be like a uh, like one of those like uh, black metal bands like like Dimmu Borgir or something. And then and then so the sound that they have doesn't really mesh with with what you'd expect when you see them. And so that was always a little weird to me, and, and I didn't really care for them 
Although I'm getting into some of their newer stuff because I'm noticing when I hear them on the on the radio on on Sirius, they've got a real I, I'm getting a real Scorpions vibe from from their newer stuff. Mm. And I like the Scorpions, so I can't, you know, I can't, you know, discount them, you know. And it's one of those things, they're, they're, that's happened to me with a lot of bands where, like, I didn't like them at first. I mean, in some bands, I didn't like them at first, and then I never liked them. Other bands, I didn't like them at first, and then, and then, you know, they, uh, they grew on me. That was me with, um, um, oh, uh, the 1975. I feel like that's you with a lot of stuff, like, not even just yeah. music. Like, when, when, perfect example, when, when I was watching a few shows but but the two that i can think of on the top of my head are dexter and the walking dead both of those you're like i don't i don't want to watch this and then like i would always be watching it and then you'd come to the room and start asking questions i was like i'm not going to recap a whole season for you just watch it and then you started now now you watch walking dead and you watched i don't know if you ever got See, through I all of dexter but no i never got and i don't think i will but the thing with Walking Dead is that I didn't think I would be able to handle the gore aspect of it. And also, you know, getting woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning to the sound of machine guns kind of puts a person off onto a show. Well, that's also why uh, you don't like the band Stolen Babies, right? <laughs> Fuck you. No, I'm saying that because I, I, you got <laughs> woken up when I was listening to them and you've kind of hated them ever since. Yeah. Back to 1975. Uh, whatever their first single was, I heard it, and I was like, what the hell is this crap? Then you fast forward to, um, Love It If We Made It, and just, the first line, we're fucking in a car shooting heroin, I was like, what is this? I'm in love! See, that's surprising to me, because normally you hate anything, I mean... You know, fucking is right up your alley, but you, you tend to hate things that are related to drugs. I don't like doing drugs. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to listen about other people doing stupid things. The 1975's first single was called The City. Yeah, no. Is that? Or were you thinking of their song called Sex? Or no. Girls? Or Settle Down? <laughs> I don't know. Someone, someone has singles. Wikipedia open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, chocolate made it to number thirteen on the U.S. Rock. Actually, that, which, yeah, that would be one of their big ones. And then somebody else is the other one that got that went gold twice, three times. So, see, that's one of I'm my only familiarity with that band is that I believe that there was a song or two of theirs that was DLC in a in a pack we had gotten for Rock Band Four. I think that that was one of those mm -hmm. when you first bought, if you like pre-ordered that game, you got like a pack of like 20 songs. And I think that was in there. And actually you guys were mentioning, bring me to the, bring me to the horizon. I'm pretty sure throne was in there too. Yes. Cause that was how I first heard them. I was, you had, I guess, downloaded it and heard it and said, Oh, Hey case, you might like this song. And I was like, okay, well I'm not going to sing a song if I don't know it. Let's, do some other instrument and we did and i was like oh my god <laughs> yes yeah, and i had first heard them on you know to on on sirius xm on on octane you know because that's been that's been that's been my main thing i don't i don't do the spotify thing i know that chris you said you do and as i, I open my spotify oh see you. i thought you used the other one i thought you used pandora no um i was but they kept like replaying all the same things and then I jumped to Spotify because Lin-Manuel 
Lin-Manuel Miranda was making um, weekly mixes while he was in England shooting Mary Poppins Returns. And he posts them. And I wanted to listen to them. So I found him on Spotify, followed all of his lists. And in the process, it would give you the weekly radar or Friday new releases. And that's how I would start listening to other things. And then I would be at work and thinking, oh, I want to hear this song. So I looked, listened to the entire album to the point where now I have a playlist of 144 hours and 39 minutes that I just rotate through. (laughs) But before that, it would give you your Daily Mix 1, Daily Mix 3, Daily Mix 547. And I always hated those Daily Mixes because they would always find songs for me that I was purposely leaving off the playlist because I already knew what that song was and decided I didn't like it. And it's like, well, you need to listen to this. Like, you know what? I'll tell you what I need to listen to, Spotify. Exactly. That's That's why I like when um, it said, at least on the app, I don't know if it does it on the uh, computer-based version of it, but on the phone, I can hit preview list, and it either has a heart or the... um, it's the same symbol that they use on the Do Not Disturb now. Instead of the little crescent moon, it's like the, the English stop sign. And you click that, and you say, don't play this anymore. And it'll skip it. See, I feel like Craig, again, mentioning Craig, he uh, ran into I don't know if it was with Spotify specifically, but I do know that he doesn't care for uh, Lindsey Sterling because because she kept popping up in, in some streaming service, something like he had liked a song or two, and then it was just it kept bombarding him with Lindsey Sterling, and he was like, "All right, enough of this. I don't want to hear this anymore." Hmm. I mean, I personally really enjoy her, and she's and she's another one that I discovered through through Sirius, and and I think Chris, you'll appreciate this. Uh, you know, she doesn't. The, Lindsey Sterling isn't an artist that would typically get played on the rock channels, but on on the one album. Uh, she had a song with, with Lizzie, Hale. Lizzie Hale, and so that one was getting played on on Octane a lot. Lizzie Hale's my bae. Well, I keep I, I don't... oh, so not Sasha Banks anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to have more than one. I thought that was popular only in Utah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I I personally I've never really cared much, you know, for for Hailstorm the band, but I have found that. Stuff that Lindsey Sterling does with other people, I tend to enjoy. Um, I don't know why that is, but uh, I mean, I think I do know why that is. I think it's I don't care for the, the sort of the Her lyrical me- content. Yeah, the message of most of the Hailstorm songs. But like when she's doing other people's songs, or or like she did a couple of covers. She did a cover with uh, with uh, when David Draymond did that other band Device. She did yeah. that song that 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 Ozzy and Lita Ford cover with him, and then she also did a cover with um, Adrenaline Mob. You know, I enjoy when she covers other people's songs and when she's on other people's songs. I just I can't get it. But that's anyway long. That's a, the long story of how I got into Lindsey Sterling, and then immediately went to Target and picked up the special edition with bonus tracks of both of the albums she had out at the I time. I like how you talked about Lindsey Sterling and then immediately went to Target. My girl, Lizzie Hale. You're targeting her. <laughs> we saw them at the uh, what the first or second. I know. You know. Well, what I always found funny about your your 
dislike of Hailstorm is I remember there was a point where every single time I mentioned them on Facebook, you always had to chime in and mention you didn't like them. And there was like five times I'm like, dude, that's it. The next time this guy <laughs> brings up the next time this guy brings up Hell Yeah, I'm going right on his page and telling him how much I think that band sucks. Because I'm like, t- oh, you don't like Hell Yeah? No. Were you a, did, were you, you, not, a, did, you not, did you not figure that out by me just saying it? Well, no, no. but I was just so were you ever a Mudvayne fan? Thank you. Get um, out of my brain. Not really, no. no? Okay. Uh, so you keep mentioning satellite radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the bands I discovered. Excellent. Back when I had satellite radio, which was a long time ago. Uh, can't afford it now, although I really, we got the free trial. I was checking it out. I'm like, you know what? When I have a little more income again, I probably wouldn't mind getting it because the new car is already set up for Sirius XM. So to date myself here, I only had XM. I never had Sirius because back then there were two options. Yeah, they were separate companies. And damn monopolies. Yeah, well, that's how it works. And uh, there are a couple of bands that they used to play on this. Uh, it's whatever Octane is now, whatever it used to be. Well, I think on, on X, the, the XM version was called Squiz, I believe. No, it was something similar, but it wasn't that gross sounding. <laughs> makes makes me think of other things that you might enjoy, but I don't. So, <laughs> but what they would do is they would play a lot of music that I really, really enjoyed listening to, and it was always from bands that I'd never heard of before. And I'll start giving you a couple of examples here. I'll uh, one of the bands was Typo Negative. Okay, I never heard them before, and they started playing this song called "Love You to Death," and I'm like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my entire life and then they would play and because it was satellite radio they would play full versions of songs so you would get the 15 minute version with all the swearing included and i'm like this is the greatest thing ever uh, i'm like I, video is wonderful for that uh, that's how i discovered 10 years i'd never heard of them before i became a really big fan of theirs and they started getting a little bit of play on commercial radio but not enough like i think i heard one of their songs one time and i was just like holy crap this is 10 years i've never heard them on the radio before but uh that's where i first discovered dragon force oh really you you, you weren't one of those that people was... one of the millions that discovered dragon force through guitar hero no in fact i was the one marking out when i discovered guitar hero was going to have that song on it and then i thought to myself that's an impossible song how are they going to do oh it's the hardest song in the game never mind <laughs> <laughs> that that explains it. Um, I'd heard of Dream Theater, but I got to hear more of Dream Theater through satellite radio. So that was a really fun discovery for me. Um, God, there's so many of them. That was these are just like the almost like the honorable mentions here. But there's a couple of bands that I became huge fans of just because I discovered them on satellite radio and I had never heard of them before. And now listening to a lot of commercial radio, I don't think I would have heard of them. One of them was Theory of a Dead Man, which now they're getting popular play. But back when I had satellite radio in college, I never heard Theory of a Dead Man. And now that RX song that they released. That's the only up. song of theirs that I like. Uh, it's, it, that one kind of blew up. Now, I love uh, I like Low Life. I think that song's hysterical. Yeah, I really uh, like I really like those guys. I've seen them. They, they, I think that they, they had gotten sort of uh, a little bit of more mainstream notice because of their affiliation with Nickelback. They're they're from the same, I believe they're from the same area in Canada as Nickelback. And in Canada, they were signed to Nickelback's record label. Well, Canada's got like a weird alliance thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're Canadian, eh? All right. 
All right there, Hoosier. Uh, by the way, I want to throw this out there for anybody who's listening to this. Uh, do you? Does anybody out there hate Nickelback because they actually think they suck? Or do you hate Nickelback because it's the cool thing to do on the meme board? Because I don't think they're half as bad as people say they are. See, I don't hate Nickelback, so. See, they, I, and I, I never did either. I hate either. certain songs of theirs, but I do I, not hate them as a which, band. Which people always told me killed my metal cred. Although, did, did you guys see, I don't remember the name of the band. I do know, Casey, it is a band that you listen to. Corey Taylor recently said in an interview that that Nickelback is no longer the most hated band. This other band is. I don't. I don't know if it was Imagine oh, Dragons or. It might be Imagine Dragons. Actually, it was, I think it, I think I've heard them called the new Nickelback. <laughs> oh, I'm offended for that. <laughs> I think I have heard that. Dan Reynolds has done a lot of really good things with the um. The uh, oh god, what was the name of that kid? It was not Trevor because that was the kid that committed suicide off of the bridge. Um, Tyler, Tyler something foundation because it was a fan <laughs> of theirs. I'm not laughing at that, I'm laughing because I googled what's the new Nickelback, and the Corey Taylor says Imagine Dragons article from Metal Injection came up immediately. Wow, <laughs> so um, that answered that question, yeah, but um. The Tyler Something Foundation. One of their fans had a type of terminal cancer, um, and Imagine Dragons was his favorite band ever. So when the kid died, they made a foundation named after him. And on top of that, uh, apparently they're Mormon, going back to that Utah comment. Um, And Dan Reynolds has actually been doing a lot of things to try and get the Mormon church to recognize and stop with all of the um, homophobia within the church because he's been he's the one that made the uh, Love Loud festival with the dude from Neon Trees I don't remember his name but apparently he was gay and flamboyant and he got excommunicated from the church and Dan found out about it, and together they made the Love Loud Festival, and he said that the only way that festival will stop is when gays, lesbians, transgendered, and every other acronym under the sun is acknowledged and loved by the church. By the way, I think that I can I can make this joke because because I'm part of the community. At what point is it just going to be the whole alphabet? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it just no. keeps getting bigger every time you see it. It, it does. It does. Because <laughs> there's sexuality isn't just a one or the other thing. You go through stages. It's like evolving. Well, and then there's people whose puny little brains can't comprehend all that. And, and well, as as Motorhead did tell us, evolution is a mystery. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are aware of that. <laughs> I'd like to talk about those types of songs. But I don't want to get too far off topic because I still have more discovered bands I want to discuss. Yeah, yeah, of uh, course. One of, one of my favorite discoveries I ever made in uh, thanks to satellite radio was Finnish opera metal. Yes. When I discovered that Nightwish existed, and I, <laughs> I, I I wept as I got to hear the coolest. I I didn't know that you could combine opera and metal and make it into one of the most badass things ever. And it, they did, and it's amazing. And I've I've liked all the iterations of Nightwish, but I still think that Tari is my favorite singer because she has the most vocal range. 
I think she can sing in three different ranges, which is pretty unusual for really for any singer. So, but, uh, I, I do want to say that I'm going to interrupt you, but before you get off of, uh, off the subject of Nightwish, um, just cause I really dig stuff like that too. And I, and I found in the past few years, just an affinity for music that people would find to be like strange or just be odd combinations. Like, like you said, like, like, like operatic opera. I love baby metal. I did. Baby that metal a, is amazing. And that I, was one of, I can't the, believe that I like it. That was one of those bands that I didn't like at first. Uh, but then, but then really got into them. But what I was going to say related to Nightwish is that, uh, like an album or two ago, uh, Within Temptation, which is a similar style of band to Nightwish, they had a song which that they I discovered because of her work with uh, Tarya. Okay, well, there was they had a song that they did with uh, with Exhibit, and so it's this really weird. You've got the operatic metal and then Exhibit rapping over it, and it works. It's very strange. Um. And on that topic of uh, discoveries, another another uh, female-led badass band was Lacuna Coil, who I discovered for the first time through satellite radio. Ah, uh, yes. I'm a huge fan of theirs now. In fact, uh, I was a big Evanescence kid. I was really big on them, but I would say now, even retrospectively, Lacuna Coil is the better band. What's weird but, is that they've been, they've been sort of if you've looked at their their social media lately like they they've had some band member changes and it hasn't changed the the sound of the band necessarily but their image is really different now they've got like a very I don't want to say Slipknot because it's not masks but they've got a very maybe let's say let's say mud veiny like makeupy image lately mm. it's kind of weird it's like I saw that it's like when did that happen <laughs> oh so like early mud vein yeah 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 makeup yeah before mud vein decided that the makeup. Uh, tied them too closely to Slipknot, and they wanted to be their own thing, so they took the makeup off and scrapped the fake names and all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that'll take me to where I'm going to wrap up this, which is my uh, my number one favorite band I discovered through satellite radio. That now I would have never heard them because I've never heard them played on commercial radio one time. I have heard their stuff in movie trailers, but very briefly and not very uh prominently and that would be coheed and cambria yes! i had never ever heard of them and if it wasn't for satellite radio i probably never would have heard of them so you and know i, we... oh, I saw ahead. them live at house of blues and it's one of those bands i haven't seen a ton of live concerts like you you have but yeah, I've i have i went to i went to three last week <laughs> yeah jesus <laughs> I think I've maybe gone to three in the past 10 years, but one of the bands that I can honestly say is not only better as a live band, but is just crushes it live is Coheed and Cambria. One of the best live performances I've ever seen. And it was in a, a pretty small, intimate venue, too, because it was at the House of Blues in Orlando. So you were pretty up close and personal with them. And I I mean, I I couldn't believe how crazy good they were and how crazy good they are and i actually got kind of mad when welcome home became mainstream as mainstream as it got because i felt like that was my song and i knew that song and i was getting mad that other people were discovering it because it was like in a movie trailer or something it was in the movie trailer for the movie nine and i and people are like oh that song is so badass i'm like i've been listening to that song for the past six months screw you you see, my the first time I ever heard 
Coheed. I, and I, I, that's another band that I've never really been able to get into. It's a, the voice, I think. But like, that's I, the thing. I, you have to hear Claudio sing in person. He doesn't sing anything like the album. He's he goes less he goes more Draymond and less Rush. Okay, that's good because that's you know I think that might be the connection that that, that kills it for me. A lot of people Rush! don't. I, I don't. Yeah, the Rush. Thing, but, but I had actually heard, first heard Coheed yeah. on K Rock in in some of the waning in like the the tail end of of K Rock before they became a talk channel and then came back and then they were the uh, a pop channel whatever like. In the tail end They're of like not the a first, pop channel. Well, they were at one point. Like ninety two three oh, was okay. a pop channel at one point, but um, you know they were played on there. I remember we were we were at your mom's house at Casey, and and I don't and I don't know if you remember this. Obviously not because you're you're really into them now. Like I remember we we both were looking at each other like what the that was a guy like what the fuck is this band like no. And and I've kind of always stuck to that. Although welcome home, like I love that guitar riff. I loved when they. Oh used, my god, it's incredible! I loved when they used that song in the as the like the intro for WWE NXT. Although I know they they don't use it anymore, you know. But uh, I liked that. Oh, and they well, did, I don't really like the song they use now, but. And uh, the um, it was also in Rock Band. Yeah, uh, it was uh, very challenging in Rock Band because um, I I tried to sing it and it was uh, insanely difficult, but. Uh, one song. Hey, I, I'll tell you the first song I ever five starred in Rock Band. I or uh, well, it was Guitar Hero, but the first song I ever actually five starred was Miss Murder. Okay. Which uh, that oh well that that's another way I discovered un- unfortunately discovered some music were through girls I was at the time interested in. Like that's how I discovered Avenged Sevenfold, and I'm really glad I stuck with them because I really like that band. But like. I discovered them and was trying to listen to them more because a girl I was interested in at the time that was her favorite band. I'm like, I want to, I want to figure out more of this and like get into it. And then she was like, I don't want to date you. And I'm like, you know what? I still like this band. <laughs> so What's at funny least is... that, did, but AFI was in the same boat as that. So but, all, uh, all of the bands that you mentioned that you got into through satellite radio, I feel like all of those bands, because for me, I mean, I do get into new bands through, through the satellite radio, obviously, but, but because I go to shows so much, I get into a lot of bands by seeing them live. And so most of the bands that you mentioned that you got into through satellite radio were bands that I had become aware of because they were like an opening act at a show I went to. Like I saw uh, 10 years was one of the bands you mentioned. I saw them for the first time and I really didn't like them the first time I saw them again, not because of the music. Like I sometimes, sometimes for me it's the image fucks it up for me. And so for them, the first time I saw them, they were opening for Seven Dust, and their singer had like these long dreadlocks. That's a and... band I haven't heard in a long time. That was Seven Dust. The, that was one of the bands I saw last week. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't heard anything from them in a while. I don't know. Just... Yeah, they put out a new record last year, I think. Um, but so yeah, they they were opening for Seven Dust. Their singer had these long dreadlocks, and he was wearing like a Tai Chi jumpsuit, and it looked like he was doing Tai Chi during the. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I, and 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 <laughs> and then I saw them again, opening for um, probably six months later, opening for Corn and Mudvayne, and he. I don't know if he had cut the hair, but he he wasn't wearing the jumpsuit. He wasn't doing the Tai Chi. He was like covered in this white paint. And like I saw them again, and I was like, you know what? Like their music is really good. Like even if he was weird, like the guy was doing weird stuff the first time I saw it. Like the music's good, and I've been into them ever since. 
you know, and, and a lot of the other bands that, that you mentioned, like because of going to, to, to big festival tours that they don't do anymore, like Ozfest and the Mayhem Fest and the Uproar, like mm. a big, you know, a reason why I, I, I've been asking a lot of the, the guests on this show when, when I'm interviewing musicians and stuff about how they feel about how these music festivals have gone by the wayside is because I understand that from a production standpoint, you know, they were hard to put on, they were costly. Uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff on the back end that probably led to them going away. But, you know, it was a great way if you were going to the festival and you were going to spend the day there, you know, and you were there because Ozzy was headlining or Korn was headlining or whoever the fuck was headlining, but you were there all day and you got to be introduced to all of these newer bands that the labels were throwing on there. I mean, there were so many bands in, in like the early 2000s that I discovered just by way of Ozfest or or other concerts. You know, it's funny is uh, going back to what you mentioned about the concerts, uh, Warp Tour. I actually discovered a couple of bands there that I'd never heard of before. One of them being Rise Against, and the first time I saw them was actually at Warp Tour. I'm like, these guys are really good. I want to listen to more of them. And now I'm a Rise Against fan. And I never went to Warp. Casey, you went. A yes, bunch of I went back. to see um, Angels and Airwaves with Kelly. I just brought up the uh, oh, they're on here too. I just brought up the uh, the the list of the Warped Tour lineup from 2006 up at Montage Mountain. They have a Red Jumpsuit Apparatus is on here against me, Gym Class Heroes. These are all the these are all the bands you'd expect to be there. No NOFX is there because where else would they be other than Warped exactly. Tour? <laughs> uh, Bullet for My Valentine was there, and I don't think they had really blown up yet. Halifax is on this. Like, it's pretty cool to go back and see. And then there's some stuff I've never even heard of. But uh, it's pretty cool to go back and look at this. Um, Helmet was performing at 3 o'clock. I actually went to see them. Because that was... I, I, I was looking for people I recognized. Because at the time, I didn't know a lot of bands. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts was pretty good. So uh, it, it's cool to go back and, and see what some of these lineups are. And I remember I specifically took a picture of that lineup... So I could go back and be like, oh, yeah, I went to Warp Tour. Who who was there again? Because there's also like the bands that you would see them performing and then you had to go look up who they were. Right. Um, yeah, I never I never did Warped because I, fe I felt like the 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 target demographic of Warp Tour was not real. Like I was like, you know, you'd have some metal bands thrown in, but it was a lot of a lot yeah, of uh, like punk and pop punk and stuff like that that I was never really that into. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I will tell you another band I discovered because they hadn't become big yet, but they were performing at my college, and that was Reliant K. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say uh, Maroon Five because that's how my friend Eric discovered Maroon Five was they played a show at his college. No, um, when I was going to school at Montclair State University because I was in the broadcasting department, we got to work the concert, so that was my first time doing a concert where I could you know stand at the right on stage and watch the band perform. And I'm like, these guys are pretty good. It's not like my main type of music, but I'm really digging their, their energy and their vibe and everything. And uh, it was really cool to see them perform. Cause then of course, a couple years later, they started to become a bit more mainstream. And then you can go back and be like, Hey, I actually worked a show that they did. Nice. Excellent. One day I could say, I was hoping one day I could say that about quarter inch fuse, but, Oh man. But, their singer, I won't mention that on the air, but <laughs> stuff, stuff about their singer and stuff and things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> one other thing I wanted to ask you guys, because I know uh, we gotta we got to get going soon, is 
because this was how, how do you discover new music? And so on the tail end of this, I wanted to talk about new music that is that coming out either recently came out or is coming out soon that you guys may be looking forward to. Give us that damn new album tool. What the? F- I know. <laughs> <laughs> what oh my the God. hell? I'm trying to think of who's announced. Cause again, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause the, the most current way I discover a lot of new music or hear about new releases is because of all the bands I follow on social media, exactly, right, right. Facebook or Twitter, and they'll make announcements. Like that's how I first heard about um, about the new Disturbed album. Was oh we're gonna we're gonna release an album called Evolution, and I was like oh that's that's cool. Disturbed's coming out with a new album, and I was following that and everything. And then of course, Disturbed is one of those bands where I'm buying the album regardless because I'm such a fan. Uh, that's how I first heard about um, Lincoln Park's plans to at least not necessarily audition for a new singer, but that they want to uh, they want to keep that option open. And if they get somebody to replace Chester, they're going to put out another album. So I heard about that. And again, the radio, you, they'll mention a band. They'll be like, oh, hey, uh, Breaking Benjamin just said they're going to they got a new studio album in the works and they are they're going to be coming out with it soon. And we hopefully we'll have a new single so that's usually where a lot of my discoveries come from and how I even know people are putting out new stuff. As far as uh, what I'm looking forward to, um, nothing in particular really stands out. But a lot of the the bands that I really like, like I've already mentioned, uh, my favorites, The Disturbs and Hailstorms and Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace. What I basically do is once I hear something new's coming out, I get excited for it. And then I just kind of keep my my ear to social media in a way. And I'm just like, all right, let's see when they got, they're going to drop something new. And then, and then on occasion, social media will give me something I never even thought of. Like all of a sudden, Hey, uh, you guys remember the cranberries? Well, bad wolf just released this cover of zombie. I was like, Oh, that sounds interesting. Let me click on that on YouTube. And so, you know, I never, I never quite know what's going to come out. Cause I'm not, as in tune with the music scene as you guys might be, but it's always really cool to, uh, once I hear something's coming, I get excited for it. Yeah. See for, yeah. for me, uh, and it just came out, uh, I believe yesterday, uh, was, uh, Mark Morton, the guitarist from Lamb of God just put out a solo album. And, uh, so he, it's one of those albums where he got all kinds of guests to perform on it. And that just came out yesterday. And I really, really enjoyed um, what was likely the final studio recording that Chester Bennington made before he passed was this song Cross Off with Mark Morton. It's fantastic. And I really wish mm. that there was more music like that, like that Chester was able to put out more music like that before he passed because I was not really a fan of the, of the, the tail end of, of Lincoln Park. I didn't really... I think that's a pretty common consensus. I wasn't a fan of the direction they were going in. But, you know, so. that that just came out and uh, sometime soon uh, they have not announced a date or a title or anything. But Slipknot had that new single out and they they re- they launched a website the other day. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. They launched. A See, website I didn't know the they other... were going to do a new single because the last thing I had heard was Corey Taylor wanted to focus on Stone Sour. Well, you know, they, they they put out that new single. It's been on it's been on rock radio. It's been on Sirius, and then they it's it, on Spotify. It's on my list. And then they they so they launched this website the other day. 
The website is wearenotyourkind.com, which We Are Not Your Kind is a line from that, that song. Mm-hmm. And if you go there from a computer, it tells you go there from your phone. You go there from your phone, and it asks you to allow it to detect your location. And it either gives you, like, coordinates, or it gives you a date. And so... Uh, based on what I've seen online with different people getting different results when they go to it, they think that the band is going to probably because of the coordinates thing that they're pro- they're going to be in. There's a rumored summer tour that's supposed to be uh, uh, Slipknot, Gojira, Volbeat, and Behemoth. Uh, and the ru- Holy and, crap! And the rumor is that they're going to announce that tour because there's also a countdown clock when you go to the site, and the countdown clock expires Monday. So people are thinking that on Monday they're probably going to announce this tour, and they may also announce, uh, you know, when this new album they've been working on is going to come out. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I really dig that new song. Uh, I also really like, you know, and I'm sure it's part of the the, you know, they wouldn't say this, but I'm sure that at this point it's part of the the marketing of the band. Is I'm 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 always really interested to see when they go through a new album cycle, what the new masks are going to look like. And that, you know, that they're, now they've got these two new members, you know, when they had them, when they had them on the last album, they had said, these guys aren't full members yet. You know, you don't just get to, to stumble into Slipknot like that, you know, but now that they've been in the band for years, they're let, and they haven't gotten rid of them yet. I would, I would imagine that at this point, they likely will be full members and will have uh, their own masks because the masks that they had had on that last album cycle were both the same and generic because they weren't full members yet. So I'm interested to see how that's like a um, whole, that's like a whole initiation. That's like a whole frat initiation process. Yeah. Cause you know, damn well, they weren't going to just hand them Joey's or Paul's masks. No. And I wouldn't expect were designated for Joey for Paul. No one else gets to wear them. Right. No, but even then though, even then though, they're like, you don't get to have your own, like you don't get to be in, in the club just yet. You know, like Chris said, it's like it's like an initiation thing. But because they've been in the band for for a few years at this point, and I believe they are writing on this new record, um, you know, I'm fairly certain that at this point. So I'm interested to see how that how that's going to look, you know, and then all the bands that are who else? St. Asonia, which, Casey, I know you're familiar with. We saw them together. We took the kids. Chris, I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with St. Asonia? Can't say I am, though. Okay, so St. Asonia is the, the former singer from Three Days Grace. It's his new band. Okay. Um, we saw them a few years ago. They opened for uh, Disturbed. Yeah, it was. I believe it, that was. I dis- think so. It was Disturbed, Breaking Benjamin, Alter Bridge, and Saint Asonia. And so we took the kids, and uh, was really, really. I really enjoyed. Oh, that was a great show. I really enjoy all of those bands. But Saint Asonia was really good. And actually, one of their songs popped up on the TV today. Yeah, I was like, I, was like I, I recognize this. What is this? Because I hadn't heard them in a while. But they had announced that. Uh, uh, they've got two new members in the band, and they're put they're working on their second record. So I'm I'm really interested to to hear that. Uh, you know, Three Days Grace is still going. You know, without him, although uh, you know, say what you want about that, they were they opened for Disturbed when I saw Disturbed last week, and they were they were really good. I I didn't when they first got their new singer, I didn't care for it because I didn't like that guy's other band. He was because he, he's the brother of one of the other band members, and he was the singer for. My Darkest Days, and all of their songs were about strippers, strippers and stuff, and it was like, yeah, all right, kind of a one-note thing here. Um, and I didn't care for, like, their first few songs they released with him, but, like, their new record is good, and their performance with him was good, uh, you know. But so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to St. Estonia to see what uh, what Adam's got going on. Which and, is funny, because uh, three, three Days Grace, almost every song they release makes me think, you okay, dude? 
Well, you know, like, like, you know what I mean. Probably not. Well, what's great is like that. What what really got me into their newer stuff was the first single off of their new record, "The Mountain." And I, I'm sure. I, oh, it was great too. Yeah, I, I really think that uh, you know Pat. I, I, if Pat's not familiar with it, I want to I want to make him aware of that song because you know Pat is all about positivity, and that's a really positive song about picking yourself up when life's fucking you yeah. over. Um, and Shine that was down, what Shine Down kicked ass with that Get Up song that they released, which was like the cra- one of like the craziest pick you up songs I've ever heard in my life. And then I remember uh, I went to their their YouTube page to look at the uh, the comments because I'm like because I've been hearing like oh people are crapping on Shine Down because they said they're complaining the song's not as heavy as their other albums, but Shine Down's always been very big on lyrical messages as right. opposed to just heavy sound. And the, co- the all the top comments were so overwhelmingly positive that it was just like I actually saw a guy who even said he said he's uh, paralyzed from the waist down. No, it wasn't that guy, but he said he was paralyzed from the waist down. <laughs> he said when they mentioned the the lyric that says it's hard to move mountains when you're paralyzed, he's like I openly wept because it's been my case my entire life. But you guys hearing that and then saying that you've got to try has encouraged me to do so much more. And he like told a whole story and. I'm like, you know, this is what music is supposed to be about right here. Yeah, like, fine. like, don't get me wrong. I'll listen to Beer by Psycho Stick and laugh my ass off. <laughs> but sometimes to hear this great motivational stuff is just. Which, it, by the way, inc- just it's incredible. Not to go off on, on another tangent, but but you know, this, is, this is what we signed up for here. Um, I saw when I was uh, flicking around on on social media either last night or this morning. Uh, for those of you that are fans of Psycho Stick uh, that might not have all of their material yet, Psycho Stick is currently running a sale, uh, $30 digital, $50 physical. You can have their entire discography. That's awesome, actually. By the way, that's another thing. Anytime a band releases something for free, I always check it out because that's my favorite price. And you know what? If you're worth paying for, then your music is going to be good. Right. Yep. If I if I determine that you are you are worth my uh, my hard earned cash, and I I actually work a pretty physical job now, so it is hard earned cash. Yeah, so I, yeah, I can say that I don't I no longer stand at the desk of a at a hotel and check people in, and although that was a pain in the ass too, but you know what I'm saying, like yeah, yeah. in a completely different way. I dri- also because I I drive for a living because part of my job is to do deliveries two days out of the week. Uh, that's another reason why I get to listen to a lot of radio and that also helps because yeah. All right. So I, I've already heard dance macabre two times during a four hour route because it, it's, it, it is an overplay territory, but I'll also hear other stuff too. And that's another thing. Uh, bad flower. You guys. Okay. Yeah. I, that, Your songs I are you just had them up. I did. Yeah. I was looking cause you were talking about shinedown. So I pulled up shinedown on Facebook. Their bad flower is going to be touring with them. That's another band that I've, I'm kind of undecided on. I'm not sure how I feel about them yet. I'd love to go to this show, but it's the same day as something else that we're already doing. Uh, it's the same day as the uh, Static X Devil Driver show. There's no fucking way we're missing Static X, especially when we promised my niece that we're going. Oh, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't skip. I mean, I already saw I didn't see the full band to shine down, but I saw uh, Smith and Myers did an acoustic thing a couple months ago that I went to. So I, I've seen them recently enough. Um, but yeah, I know I'm interested to see how the fuck the static X thing is going to work. I, I cannot uh, wait. Somebody used, uh, what was it? Love. No, what was the name of the song? Oh, cold. Somebody used cold by static X as their entrance theme in my early days in wrestling. And I was just like, God, that's such a badass choice. 
By the you way, know, I want to I want to give a shout out to all of my uh, indie wrestling friends who have helped me discover music. By like, uh, for example, uh, Matt Turner, shout out to you, buddy, because you came out to an In Flames song and I never heard of them before. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what is this awesome music that he's coming out to?" All right, so we have touched on all of the bands I saw last week. The shows I saw last week were <laughs> Seven Dust, Disturbed, and In Flames. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, that's another. Uh, uh, In Flames just released their new record yesterday as well. I did actually didn't know they had something new out. That's pretty cool. By the way, and I don't, I don't want to get onto another tangent here, but too late. Yeah, I, exactly. But uh, let's talk about some of the songs I discovered thanks to ECW. Yes, because that was another. Because that was the Renegade promotion, but because they uh, they used real music, even though they clearly did not have licenses to do so, and they didn't care. No, that's why when that soundtrack came out, it was all covers. Yeah, but uh, but there were so many so many cool themes that came from there, and that was another thing. Uh, how many awesome songs have been used as wrestling themes, or have made it into your playlist because it was a wrestling theme? And I'm a wrestling fan, and that's entrance themes have always been a huge part of it. But like Rick Derringer's "Real American" used for Hulk Hogan just became so classic, or. Uh, Bret Hart's theme has been in my playlist forever because even though it's not, there's nothing lyrical to it. It's just badass guitar riffs. How how many times I can listen to the Degeneration X song? Congrats you know, on that yeah. for getting the Hall, the Hall of, Fame. of Fame. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like, and Jim Johnston was their their big composer. Now they're using this uh, these this I don't CFO dollar CFO, CFO dollar sign, but they write really good music too. So it's. Uh, it's really cool to hear the industry like that. But like I said, on the independent scene, when you're just doing a show and you don't have to worry about copyright notices, people come out to whatever they want. And I've always found it really amusing what people choose to come out to. And whether it's a uh, Johnny toxic attempting to dance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you know what that. I'm t- I actually found a that. metal version of Britney Spears Toxic that I told him he should come out to. He's like, dude, I've been looking for something like this for such a long time. <laughs> well, now with the advent of YouTube and all these people who can go out there and release their own stuff, you can find a cover of almost anything. Like one of the musical artists I follow, Jonathan Young, he released a, t- a crap ton of Disney covers. Yeah, I discovered him in the first place. But now what he'll do is he'll do a cover of of Bad Wolves cover of Zombie. Okay. So his version of that cover, or he just did a version of his cover of Disturbed Sound of Silence. Sean just did something like that. Sean. Mason. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't... He, he did some, a cover of The Shallow with some chick. Yeah, I, I saw that they, they posted like the making of, I didn't actually get a chance to, to sit down and watch that yet. I would love to, uh, I got to get Sean back on the show. The, I haven't Which had is... him. He was the singer from Seize Awake, but I also wanted to talk to him about his solo stuff that he's still doing. Well, there's always part two. There is. There is. The return. Dun, dun, dun. dun. But yeah, I wanted to you call, know, it, I... call it uh, this time. It's personal. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to ask you about about, uh, you know, wrestling specific, because there is a lot of stuff, you know, they do from time to time. You know, you, you, whether it's Jim Johnston or CFO dollar sign or whatever, like, uh, but I think it happened maybe more in the Jim Johnston era where, uh, and, and this was brought up actually in, in past episodes when I talked to, to members of Taking Dawn, where he would write the music, but then they would, they would pull in a band that, that they wanted to, to actually be the performers of the song. And so 
and then they also do use sometimes just songs for for pay-per-view themes or whatever else and so i was i was kind of wondering uh for you who's so invested uh way more so now than i am in wrestling like what sort of stuff you discovered that way Uh, off the top of my head the first band that came to mind was probably trust company okay okay they were they used two trust company songs for pay-per-view themes back in the early 2000s and i remember that specifically because that was a band i'd never heard of but uh nothing off the top of my head that i can think of but i do remember i discovered zebrahead because of one of the video games Okay. Because they used one of their songs in the video game, and I there's another band I'd never heard of. Didn't they have a song um, on on Reckless Intent also? They probably did. I because that was another band. Once they they tap that a, a couple of those bands, you know, then they'll tap them to release a song specific to their album, or even write a song for a wrestler, which I've always always thought was a pretty cool way to do. But I've I've probably discovered more music on the independent scene. In fact, it was thanks to the independent wrestling scene. And thanks to my trainer, Justin Glory, it's how I discovered Skillet. Okay. Because he came out to a Skillet song, and he's a, you know, he's a he's a Christian. He's a he actually has a master's degree in theology. Oh wow! Which, which is uh, which is actually pretty cool. And uh, I know it sounds weird coming from an atheist, but that's actually a really cool thing to talk to somebody about. Because even though I am an atheist, I'm very into uh, religious study like comparative religions and everything world religions yeah Yeah. so it's actually really cool to talk to him about that and i asked him so so how'd you choose this band and he was telling me about their their christian background and everything but the song he specifically was coming out to at the time which was called savior uh he chose it because and he, he explained the message to me i don't remember now because this is back in uh 2005 and you know i've this is 2019 now and my memory is just it's not Joey image bad, but it's getting there. <laughs> so, like, I'm not going to just remember the story of this, but I he remember he explained to me the message and everything. And then he starts talking about the band and how great they are. And he's like, you know, you should you know, you should listen to them. Give him give him a shot, you know, because they'll they'll release this cool rock stuff. But then they'll also do uh, a piano ballad. And I like mixture like that. I like bands with a lot of range, which is why I've always said David Draymond has one of the best singing voices I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And and I want to throw this out there because this is another argument I had at work. Uh, one of my coworkers was talking about, he's like, I like Disturbed, but I, I hate when he does the, the, sound of, the Sound of Silence cover because I, I like I, I like the Disturbed when they're doing the they're doing the, the heavy rock stuff. I'm like, OK, so you're actually not a fan of Disturbed. You're a fan of hard rock. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because there was a lot of more. I don't know if you picked up uh, or you said you, you did pick up Evolution. You know, there are a lot of more ballady lighter songs on that album which yeah there are in fact they started broke me when they played on monday i i posted a, a link to part of the video man they they, they dedicated a, a song to to everybody they a song the song hold on to memories was just was just showed a lot of photos of like their memories throughout the years but there was pictures of them with with dimebag and Vinny, pictures mm-hmm. of them with chester yeah pictures of them with uh, Scott Weiland, Chris, Chris Cornell, and I just fucking lost it, dude. Oh, <laughs> it God. Was, it was brutal. Uh, but it was, you know, and they also, later on, uh, the other song, Worth Fighting For, you know, that song is about trying to basically recover from, from depression and drug addiction. And so they had a shirt that they were selling that had the the, the phone numbers for, like, the the suicide prevention line mm-hmm. and and 
and some other hotline on there and they put them up on the screen and he draymond gave this whole speech about you know again tying in specifically to uh to chester and to scott wyland and to chris cornell about losing friends to suicide and drug addiction god uh, god cornell and chester were the same year too that was they were a couple months apart yeah that was a really rough I mean, the whole the the real shitty thing about Chester was that he chose to go on Chris's birthday. Like, what, what, what the hell? After after giving a speech when Cornell died about how he can't imagine living in a world without him. Well, well obviously he can't imagine living in a world without him because he. Right. I, so I, not, but so, not, but to, so, not to get too dark here, but I have a feeling that date was tied in specifically. So yeah. But so so he gave this speech about how he's tired of losing all of his friends to, to drug addiction and suicide. And he basically said first he, he asked the crowd, like, you know, how many people here have been depressed, have battled depression, you know, have, have had like suicidal thoughts and like the whole audience raised their hands. You included. And so he's like he's like, see, like, you're not alone, you know. So and he, he gave this whole speech about like we have to we have to help each other we have to help each other win this battle and 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 so on. He's like he's like and if your friend you know if you see a friend that's 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 fucked up on drugs, like don't don't just let it go. Just don't don't leave it up to like drag them to fucking rehab if you have to. But we have to make sure that we don't lose yeah. any more people. And it was like I said, it was really it was a really emotional show. It was really good. I really I, I mean I always have a great time seeing Disturbed. I feel like I've seen them close to 20 times at this point but that one i I don't know if it was because of msg i don't know what because it was our first time playing there i don't know what it was but that was a really that show was definitely one uh one of if not the best and it was really like i said it was really emotional yeah it's that's that's rough to even just hear you talk about i mean i i totally understand and that's the other thing like how often has music been there in a when you're in a dark place and you can just put on music and escape into the the realm and so you know you power music guys it's why yeah. we're, that's why yep. you're doing this show, right? Exactly. Pretty much. Exactly. And uh, now, uh, one oh, more ahead. thing. One more thing. I just wanted to touch on about yeah. music before we end up wrapping up is because uh, I've talked about everything else. Uh, is uh, how awesome it is, and this is this is where my total nerd culture flag comes from. Is just how often you can listen to a video game soundtrack, even original stuff, and just almost rock out to it and hear the the crazy covers people release i mean how many people have covered the legend of zelda theme at this point yeah but it's but it's one of the greatest video game songs ever written and then you know something that comes out like the songs from portal that are hysterical and then those get covered i still want to know there was a song that always you know, first back- song i ever five starred as a sing for singing in in a rock band who was still alive <laughs> I still want to know back back in the days where of of like Kazaa when you could just download oh what my the fuck God. ever. Oh wow! They, there was that song. There was that Legend of Zelda song that always got attributed to System of a Down, and they swore it wasn't them. So I I I still to this day want to know who the fuck did that song. Hmm. Uh, I sing that to the kids all the time, and they look at me like I have five heads. I was like, you have no idea. But video games is actually. I've realized a real good way to learn music too, uh, especially Kingdom Hearts. Um, that was how I was introduced to Tada Hikaru. And then you figure, uh, Chris, you said the WWE games and on the same vein, GTA and all the Tony Hawk games. They had oh, yeah, you can discover seri- music through that too. Yeah, they had some seriously good soundtracks. And it's just like, oh, 
wait, that song's on there? Because I, I think that's how Nick has heard, um, oh, shit, what was that song? It was an Aussie song. Oh. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, he he plays the shit out of two K sixteen because we got it for free. Yeah, I can't find anywhere out there. All all I can find is that the Legend of Zelda song is by System of a Down, and then when you read the comments on any of these things, it says System of a Down didn't do this, but nobody is saying who did. So <laughs> this might be a mystery for a while. Huh. Maybe we can. Maybe our listeners can help us uncover the the mystery here. That would be nice. Yeah. Or it'll just go down in the realms of. It'll just be one of those where's things. Where's Jimmy Hoffa buried? It'll just be one of those things that gets misattributed, like, uh, like there's a bathroom on the right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or well, all those other, you know. Song how many lyrics. how many parodies have been attributed to Weird Al that he had nothing to do with? I mean, yep. I mean you know, to to the point that he put a section on his website of here's the songs that people say are me that aren't. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the Star Wars Cantina song, which is the the parody of Copacabana. Yeah, and I think, well, I mean, for for Weird Al, I think, believe, and he also said this is that the the general uh, mode of operation is that if it's if it's not like a family friendly song, if it's got like drug references or curse words in it, it's probably not him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right, man, so still my I, favorite I, concert. Yeah, yeah, which that's a whole other show that uh, that uh, we're going to do, and, and I'd like to have you on that one whenever we do it of uh, first concerts, uh, because our first because too. that was our first concert together. Yeah, I'll be um, I'll be on any I'll be on any shows that you want me to have on. I appreciate you guys having me on, by the way. And uh, and, you know, it's it's cool to be part of the shows that are on the Club Kayfabe creative community, because I've, I've been on a couple now, but I hadn't gotten on yours yet. And. I don't know if I want to do Matt Hardman's show because I don't really watch NASCAR anymore. So I I won't have much to contribute unless we talk about NASCAR in like the 90s. I didn't know that Matt Hardman had a show other than – I mean I knew something Matt Hardman did, but it didn't have anything Race to do with Race Nerd sport. Podcast. Oh, okay, cool. I, I, I should pay better attention. So and, uh, I know that uh, <laughs> I know that uh, you guys wanted to, to wrap up, so I wanted to just ask before we go if, if there was anything that anybody wanted to, to say that got uh, uh, fell through the cracks, got missed, any final words, anything else that you want to... Uh... Yeah, um, <clears throat> this is a message for everybody out there who listens to music and has the opinions. And this is not a shot at you, Jay, even though it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like it at first. The but look on his not. face is priceless. Okay. Oh, of course. <laughs> Uh, listen to what you enjoy and don't let people tell you how to enjoy your music, guys. Oh, oh yeah. I, I thought you were going to, you know, I agree with you, man. Like, that's why, that's why I, you know, like, I know, I, first... you, I know you're not, I know you're, you're sometimes just having to like, the one thing that you said that actually got to me was when you said something along the lines of, I just don't understand how anybody can think Hailstorm is a good band. And that is where it gets, starts getting into like personal shot territory. I'm like, well, now, now you're. You're taking a now. Now we've got that that problem. Now I've, we'll now see. I'm we'll see. That's why though I I, I said when I first put together the uh, J Money's Music Hub group, uh, which is how this this started before it was a podcast, before it was a page, it was just a group where we shared music and shared opinions, and and that's why I always said to people, you can't just say it sucks. Like if you don't like something, you know that first of all that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It just means that you don't like it. But you know, right. give 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 a a coherent argument or whatever as to why yeah. you don't like the thing. Don't just say it sucks and leave it at that or start attacking people. Like if you don't one of like the, uh, 
one of the worst musical acts that, in my opinion, and I'm not a fan of them, has always been the Insane Clown Posse. But I'm not, you know, back in the day, I said, these guys, I would have said the same thing. I would have said, I just don't understand how anybody can think this is good music. Now, older Chris, I'm like, I totally get why people like these guys and why they're into their culture. They're just not for me. Right, right. I, I can't do See, ICP. That's why, I mean, I've always given the, you know, on, on the, the Hailstorm subject, like, I've always given the explanation. And I, like I, I, I said it earlier in the show, like, I just don't sort of care for the direction that they take their own their own lyrics in. But I do like when she does music with other people. She yeah, can do I, She can do anything and I like it. <laughs> if you had a daughter and you heard her walking around saying, I get off on you. How? That that's kind of now, see, how I don't I feel about that. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, my my thing is that I feel like her. She's always, you know, I'm I'm freakier and better than all the other chicks, so you should like me. <laughs> but more but, power to you. But I don't have. Yeah, to... but uh, yeah, but can anybody confirm that? Because you don't know. You haven't you haven't experienced it. I don't want to. <laughs> it could be real. I, I'll I, I'll I'll take the bullet, guys. I, I, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> all right, all right, Chris and Millie, you you uh, you go ahead. You let us know how that how that works out for you. I mean, I yeah. believe that they actually I believe that they are from somewhere in Pennsylvania, although it is they're a very large state. They're from York, which is about an hour away from Lancaster. Okay. Pennsylvania right. is a very large state. You're correct about that, but but most most of the stuff that's from Pennsylvania is from. The Philly area, my area, or Pittsburgh. Unless it's the office, in which case that's Grant. Okay. All right. Well, before we go, Casey, do you have anything else you wanted to, to say? Any Anything that you might have wanted to bring up that uh, we might have got, gone tangenty and missed? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Probably eight things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Well, the only other thing that I had wanted to, you know, I had thoughts on everything. We moved through shit so fast. Like, just real quick, Chris, when you were talking about Skillet, uh, I was introduced to Skillet from our friend Pat McDermott, who was also uh, uh, a Pat band. Cr- Christian guy. And yeah, I've, I've taken to anything that's like a, like Christian rock. It's Pat bands. <laughs> Pat bands. And then there's Casey's crappy music. I think it was crappy Casey bands, but yes. I mean, everything to me is is everything, not even just music. I mean, you guys have known me for forever. You know, everything is some somebody's something like, you know, her name is not Melissa. Her name is Don's sister. You know, her name is not uh, whatever her name is. I can't remember it. She's Dave's hot sister. Everybody is somebody something. It's just how, you know, or there was a girl that I once met at a show who was friends with Chris Eisner and and maybe my brother. And to this day, I don't remember anything about this girl. Except that when we were introduced to her, I thought that she had nice boobs and she had a boyfriend. And so we always referred to her as the girl with the boobs and the boyfriend. And I remember nothing else about this girl at at this point in my life except she had boobs and a boyfriend. I'm very impressed that you have that much of a memory because you've already lost me. But yeah. (laughs) Hey, but yeah, but yeah, if you guys, uh, I'd be more than happy to come back and do more shows with you. And also, guys, this this show's on my Club Kayfabe Creative Community at CKCC Online, Facebook and Twitter. Follow us. We have lots of content that you guys can see. Uh, not just podcasts either. We have visual content. We have artists and cosplayers. And we're getting more people, by the way. So, yeah, please check us out. And uh, support this podcast. It, it, share it. 
share this episode on all your favorite social media pages because that's like the easiest way for shows to grow is through word of mouth on social media. Don't underestimate the power of social media. Nope. Yeah. And then also, as, as, uh, as I plug in every episode, guys, uh, J Bunny Music Hub, you can find on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. I have had this Patreon forever, and, and nobody's giving me any money, but I probably should not even on... Pat. No, not even Pat. Uh, you know, if you Damn. believe in if you believe in uh, supporting music in the way that I do by buying it, then please follow Industry Embers and uh, tweet or post your music purchases to at Industry Embers on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag Buy Music B U Y or it's Buy Music B Y E. As far as what's going on uh, with us, I just uh, I, I received confirmation earlier today of a another artist interview that I should be conducting tomorrow. If all works out, as always, I'm not going to mention who it is because if it falls through, I don't want to disappoint you. And while we were talking, I got an email from somebody that I may be interviewing later in the week. We'll see. Um, and uh, also keep an eye out. You, know, you guys, I've mentioned before, uh, our son, Casey and I, our son Nicholas has the Metal Nick podcast. He hasn't done anything with it in about a year, but I've been pushing him to uh, to do some more. So we might be doing that. And, we just had to get over the little school issues first. Well, not just that. He has to, you know, he, he interviews family members, and he hasn't, he, he wants to do interview uh, my brother next, but he has to write a good slate of questions before we can do that. Um, and as I've mentioned, guys, the, uh, I'm really working hard. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to give too much detail in case it falls through, but I'm really working hard at making this, uh, this concert happen in October. Uh, I'm reaching out about all of that. I'm just uh, I'm probably not going to have any more actual news on that until sometime in April or May once I lock the date down. But uh, you know, try and try and keep your uh, October open for uh, what is likely going to be called J Bunny Fest. As long as it's before the 26th, I'll be there. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm looking at second weekend, but it all depends on. Well, I'll st- I, then I will be there. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Well, uh... y'all y'all can meet me and get my autograph. It's worth nothing. <laughs> you're that guy from cold cave creative community i am and my autograph is worth jack shit but here you go you're, you're that guy that used to run muse pokemon page oh my god i <laughs> wow holy balls that's how uh, that's how we met was through a mutual friend that that knew you and 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 we were all into pokemon because of pokemons because of pokemans <laughs> we oh, saw the first boy. we saw the first pokemans movie together we did yes but also good music. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for the uh, the new games that they just announced. But now I feel like we're just uh, we're going all over You're the place. You're gonna tangent here. again. We can do yeah. another episode. I will come back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, then in that case, uh, have uh, have a good uh, have a good day, Chris and Casey. I gotta I gotta start working soon, but we'll figure out. Uh, we'll get this posted soon. I'll try and figure out how we're gonna do music on this, since uh, usually it's music from the artist I had on and there was no artist. We'll have to figure that part out, but uh, we'll try and get this posted soon and uh, can't wait to do it again. All right, and the resolution to that what are we going to do about the music was real fucking simple. So the episode that I was recording the day after this one was with Tim Ripper Owens, former singer from Judas Priest and Iced Earth and has been in about 10 other fucking bands. And he gave me permission to use one of his new band's new songs for this episode about new music. So I'm going to leave you guys today with the song The Way by Tim Ripper Owens, one of his new bands called A New Revenge. Until next time, guys. Yeah.